Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. So mixologists, if you love this show and it's ever made you think, you know what? I should make my own podcast. I say go for it. Let me tell you about Anchor, okay? Honey, it's free pumpkin. Yes, free. There are creation tools. It allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer just like I do. You can literally even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for whatever you want and can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, something the world's never heard before, or join the rest of us and talk Bravo, Housewives, Bachelorette, all those fun things you love in the TV you're watching. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many, many more. All the girls will be able to hear you no matter what or wherever they like to listen. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, Pumpkin. Literally, you put it out, you can get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It's super, super easy. I love it. I use it all the time. I make this show and y'all love it. And you know what? I couldn't do it without Anchor. They make it so easy. They have the best support staff. You literally can reach out to them anytime. It's truly a great way to start a podcast journey. Get yourself out there. Talk to the people. Connect with the people that love the same things you love or people who maybe want to have a little discord with you. Either way, mix it up and let Anchor help you do that. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.f as in father, m as in mother, to get started. Download that free app, honey, and get you some podcasting. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mixing with Moni. Hope you are staying, I don't know, whole, well, happy, literally anything other than breaking down, falling apart, and going insane or getting uglier. I mean, we're all just going to, I think the bar is going to be really low when we all come out of quarantine. So it's fine if you walk into the bathroom now and the mirror literally shouts back at you, fix it, Jesus, because we're all going to come out looking like, oh my God, once this is all over. So as long as you're happy and healthy at the very least, and if you're healthy, you should be happier. But as long as you're happy and staying afloat, that's really all that matters. And hopefully I can help with a little bit more of that happiness goal today. So what we have on the agenda, I mean, it sounds so formal, but this is the only level of professionalism. I don't know, like an actual set schedule that I have these days. So we have Megan O'Donnell from Bravo Happy Hour back again, and we're going to be talking who we're talking everything. She's going to be giving me some points on Vanderpump Rules. I'm going to do this thing where I basically ask people who are still watching, should I come back yet? And they're going to tell me, yes, I should and why, or no, I shouldn't and why not? You can uh, hear her thoughts on that. 
and we're going to discuss, of course, the Beverly Hills premiere and get really deep into that. But also the regular lineup, uh, Atlanta Housewives, we're going to do Shaw's of Sunset, Family Karma, and a special little announcement about Summer House, all that, and so much more because I have no one else to talk to except for you guys who do not talk back and people that come on this podcast. So little reminder, if you're loving the show or you want to keep knowing more and keep getting more and more episodes, please let me know. Like it on Instagram. You really can't like it on Instagram. Just kidding. What is this? YouTube? Rate me five stars. Send a little note. Let me know you like it. And I got one the other day. It was four stars and it said good. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll deal with it. You know, we're all getting a little bit more mediocre during these times. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and you guys are all excelling. But either way, if you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more, want to hear more frequently, bonus episodes, other people, anything, rate me five stars and give me a little review. Shoot me a DM over on Instagram or Twitter even, of course, at Mixing with Moni. And let me know your thoughts. You know, tag other people. Tell them you want them to come on my show. You need to come on theirs if you want to hear certain collabs. Let's, you know, let's foster the quarantine environment that we want, the quarantine entertainment that you deserve. And without further ado, I have Megan, and we are going to talk all of the Bravo girls. And it's long and juicy just for you. Again, stay happy, stay healthy, stay home. Let's dive right in. All right, guys, as promised, I have the incomparable Megan O'Donnell back with us from the best little like hot topics show that you can ever come up with, that you can ever conjure on your own. It's so much to keep up with with all these Bravo players. So you literally have to get into Bravo happy hour. It's not too long. It's not too short. It gets deep into it. And she always has really amazing guests talking about all the hot topics that we never get to hear enough about. Thank you so much for coming back on, Megan. It is my pleasure. And what a kind little intro. I was like, oh, wait. I'm like, I was, it was me. Thank you so much. <laughs> so welcome. I love doing this show because it's like, we, we love doing each other's shows because it's two things that we don't normally get to do on Mm -hmm. each other's shows like you don't really get to recap shows that much but you watch all the girls and (laughs) you like but I don't really get to talk hot topics as much because people want me to talk about all the girls so (laughs) it's fun you know because we get to recap here on your show you just like all the hot topics that people may or may not know about but like no one's ever talking about but because it's like a fleeting moment on Instagram since Instagram still will not put the things in the chronological order in which they arrived. Oh. I just want to get back on the app and be right back at the same post about Lala saying she wanted to be on Vander- um, on Beverly Hills with Lisa Vanderpump as when I left the app. But no, <laughs> then I could never find it again and I have no never. idea where to get it. That's like the story of my life where it's like you pass like a really cute sweater and then like you pass too far and you're like, oh my God. It's We're never. Fi- I'm like I didn't even get an, the first initial of like what that could be. Like I didn't even Vanished. get it. There. It's gone. I will <laughs> never see. And at one point, it's all over your feed, and the next, it's like as soon as you just open it up, it's like actually, you think you'll like this stuff? No, I like the stuff I was already looking at and liking. <laughs> That's how you know I like it because the button's there. <laughs> you don't have to guess for me. Please give me back the things in order, okay? Well, my new thing is trying to trick the algorithm which actually has successfully worked. Like I saw these pair of 
shoes I really wanted. They were like $119. And so I was like, you know what? If I just keep going to this webpage, like, and putting it in my cart, and like, I got like a, it was like a Kenneth Cole pair of shoes. Like, I don't even, so random. I don't know why I was buying a pair of shoes from their site, (laughs) but that's how they get you on Facebook or whatever. But I kept going to the site and I kept putting it in my cart and then leaving. And a couple of days later, I'd click on it again. And then miraculously, they go down to $40. And then in my head, I was like, they're tracking me. They know I want these shoes. So I'm going to keep doing it. And I kept doing it. And then I get like an email where it's like, you get 40% off. And I got the shoes for $36 shipping Thank and you handling so included. Much. A gorgeous pair, little espadrille bots. that I have nowhere to go in. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I this is exactly what I'm going to do. No idea where to wear them. I literally, my birthday is, so when this comes out, it'll still be next Friday. My birthday is next Friday, the 24th. And I'm like, let me just buy some really nice, fancy loungewear to wear in the house Hell yeah! for my birthday really gonna just do it up maybe maybe I'll get a crop and like a denim legging or uh, like a nice ruched legging or maybe some texture some different colors I love that for you have you ever heard of Lewin Lewin Gray is like my new brand that I've been promoting um they do not pay me they probably wouldn't even want to be associated with me but um (laughs) they have amazing sweatpants and sweaters and sweatshirts and that's been like my loungewear of recommendation to people because yeah yesterday I did laundry it was so sad it was just like leggings and soft things Um, I was like I I was like I haven't done laundry in three weeks and I have one small little bag I go I just know they know it's me because I'm only washing like four pairs of clothes because like I come in the house and I immediately literally strip it off throw it in the wash I'm like I cannot be contaminated and bring it through the home and then lo and behold it stays in the dryer or in the baskets and so I have to go out again so I just pull the same thing because I know it works and I know it's in the dryer so take the same outfit put it back on and go get more chicken like that's that's what happens (laughs) oh my gosh I'm glad we're all hanging in there I hope that literally people are having more exciting quarantines than we are but if you're not welcome you are one of us um I hope you're enjoying indulging in sweets if you are not drinking because I've been really thinking greatly about uh a lot of like alcohol who, who struggle with addiction and, and sobriety and stuff or yeah. who are are sober god bless you it is probably a lot easier to be you right now than it is to be us I'm not even gonna lie because I am struggling with how much I'm not struggling about drinking like I have <laughs> I feel bad about how little I feel bad and how much I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just, I've like literally just stopped going from, I used to do coffee, water, you know, maybe some apple cider vinegar, like some kombucha and then like alcohol in the evening. I just not go coffee, alcohol. That's, it, there's just no middleman. And I'm like, this is not okay. And at some point we will all go back into the world and what will we do then? Not saying we're all gonna come out alcoholics. I don't like to put that on people, project that. That's a really serious thing. But we are all going to expect wine at 11 a.m. on Wednesday (laughs) at some point when we go back to work. And I don't think they're gonna let us have that. Especially because you work with children. (laughs) I work at like a magazine. They keep me really censored and focused. It's impossible to be around kids and not be in the moment. They won't let you be distracted. So it's one of the reasons I love it. It's like really great for anxiety. Like you don't have time to be depressed or anxious because the kids are literally like, listen, girl, 
you tell me when to get the chicken nuggets. I don't know when to eat the chicken nuggets unless you tell me to eat them. You don't tell me to eat them. <laughs> I will starve. When my mom picks me up, she'll be like, how was your day? Great. I didn't have chicken nuggets today. Even though you packed them <laughs> for me. And then I'm in trouble. So it's like, you're, you're not, <laughs> we're in this together. It's very sobering to be around kids. So for those of you who are doing this quarantine sober, I hope you're getting amazing recipes of like sugary sweets or like whatever your like official appropriate vice is. This appropriate thing <laughs> I keep saying hope you're getting a lot of that you know the whipped coffee I don't know it looks really really hard to do so Wait, what's a whipped it. what's a whipped coffee it's like this thing that came out on TikTok where it's oh. I think you have to t- use instant coffee for it to really work otherwise regular coffee grounds and like grounded coffee is is still too thick and doesn't dissolve in water and you literally just take Instant coffee, sugar. And oh, water, this and looks really it. good. Yeah, you whip it and <laughs> put it over top of milk. But I tried it. Mine wasn't super whipped. It was more syrupy because I got tired. And they were like, if you do it by hand, it takes like 10 minutes. I gave it oh, four. You need a so hand. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And the whipped, the electric mixer I used, the handheld mixer, started spraying it everywhere because like the bowl wasn't big enough and I was like it's too much okay I'm just gonna just take this syrup thing and I'm just gonna put it on top and I used both creamer and milk and I will admit it was to die for will I do it again probably not because it took me like 55 minutes to make (laughs) coffee okay coffee (laughs) that's the point of coffee it's like like, three minutes and like you're awake like that's how it goes yeah I feel like you could throw like Kahlua in here as well and make some yeah. sort of like boozy yeah. fun drink. Oh, for sure. And I also highly recommend people if you are not the whip coffee people like me, if you can't do the things that people do on TikTok because <laughs> or maybe you don't even know what a TikTok is, and that's also fine. Very acceptable. You can just <laughs> take some good old fashioned chocolate syrup, drizzle it around that cup, milk, coffee, boom, a mocha. You are now Starbucks. <laughs> you. <laughs> I just learned how to do the Savage Dance on Friday. And it's pretty bad. And like, I've been actively making fun of people on Bravo for doing it. And then I started doing it and was like, okay, well, I have to shut my mouth now because I too <laughs> look just as clueless and uncoordinated as Kyle Richards and anybody else who's oh, done it for with like sure. any like one with, you have to have zero melanin in your <laughs> skin. <laughs> I just love how many times Megan has like made her way into popular culture and I still don't think this is when people will click exactly who oh, this is. No, like, no, no, this no. Woman has literally taken over the interwebs now twice in less than a year because Hot Girl Summer, which again was coined by her, was <laughs> just last summer. So Yeah, wow. no. I don't okay. think that that'll that'll click. It'll take a very long no, time. People yes. are like who I'm sorry. And even For me, like people, I listened to her exactly. and I like her music and I didn't even know she made that song when I kept seeing it on Instagram and then I googled the song and was like of course well I mean this all makes sense I can tell pretty much anybody by voice and by beat it's kind of like if people ask you what your party trick is that's always mine I can (laughs) tell a song without even one full beat it's not a like it's a weird flex but okay right (laughs) it's I don't need more than like a bass for a half a second and I'm like I like that song I don't need, I can identify anyone's voice, even if I've only ever heard it one time, 
it, it happened with me in country music. I can't really differentiate a lot of them. But a couple of times I've been like, oh, I know this person. I know this person very well. And I'm telling you, it's simply because I cannot see. I wear very strong glasses and I <laughs> don't know faces or, or I don't know names at all. Can't remember anything else. I don't know the song. I mean, I think that's a great skill. Uh, basically a human Shazam. Yeah, I have wanted to play beat Shazam in real life a lot of times because <laughs> a lot of times I watch the show and I get comfortably far. The amount of money they win when they like, <laughs> far, far. I get out, I'm like, okay, I've gotten $32,000 after taxes. I was like, what, like 17? I'm great. After taxes. That's fantastic money. I could use that money. I should go on the show. I always play with them and I'm like, I'm pleased with myself. How far I've you should plug your podcast. Why anyway, get not, some press. You know, it's a really good idea. And well, guys, really, we are just bantering it up because there's not a lot. Of it's, it's also too the, easy. <laughs> and the boys, it's, honestly, it's because it's us. They probably just like, can you get someone you don't like on the show? Um, <laughs> I, maybe trust me, if I, if I don't like the guest, my episode is like 11 minutes long. And I'm like, thanks so much for coming on. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, did you not see me breeze past every topic? Because <laughs> I don't want you to hear anymore. But really, guys, it's just because there's <laughs> nothing happening. Everybody is at home. So everything that we could talk about in Hot Topics just reduced to what someone said on Zoom or the Skype with Andy Bowen. So, and (laughs) the last thing I want to talk about is, you know, Lala saying that she wants to be on Beverly Hills because we all knew that, saw that coming. So nobody cares. Um, Also, I would see production, so it's fine. Um, I do want to preface by saying we are going to literally try to tackle everything. So if this looks juicy in advance and you see the details, it's because we're going to get through it all because I am finally watching I think everything that's currently on Bravo except for Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Wow, you're still going strong on that. I am. And what's so it's amazing is I think I only like Summer House because I'm not watching Vanderpump and there's only room for one, I think. That energy is like like that millennial young hoity-toity trying to be rich but also not rich energy is is there I can't do more than seven of those individuals and Vanderpump Rules and Summer House together would be like 31 so I feel like the people like on Vanderpump are just like so different from the people on Summer House though and I'm probably biased because I'm like a New Yorker and I'm like I feel like these are like my peers in a fucked up way um, if I was like rich and we had like a summer house where we can then be very cool and you know not realistic but um, I feel like they're different I feel like they have they're just they party different, different. they behave differently and then what, I don't know I don't know how to really describe it but I think the Vanderpump Rules people are messier in a different way it's where they're like oh. I feel a very east coast versus west coast vibe even though I know none of the on either cast all of them are like not from where they live however I think the vibe the attitude you kind of have to adapt to quickly when you live in both places LA does seem a little bit more laid back and Mm -hmm. a little less structured in how much your narcissism can grow whereas (laughs) I think New York is a lot more cut to the chase so it's it was a lot easier for me to develop a clear opinion of each person on Summer House within a matter of minutes to maybe one or two episodes and it, my opinion has not changed and I have I think only one more to catch up on before I can start recapping it on the show so I 
I don't. I wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking television for me, but I do find it to be a little bit more refreshing in a weird way. I don't know. I like this mounted camera thing. I like how we keep going back and forth, like four rooms in a grid at a time. It makes mm-hmm. us feel really uncomfortable as if like my dorms <laughs> used to have cameras in them or something. Wow, if walls could talk, like I don't like that idea. But it's fun to watch it for someone else. It's it feels weirdly big brothery meets the real world and but I used to love the real world so it I like it it's interesting and I like when they go back to New York and they like show us their real lives for a second or had they hang out outside of just the weekend that much I love because that's always mm-hmm. been people's caveat with Bravo is that they none of them are ever friends unless they're filming we never see anything else but they'll come back to the episode because the episodes are pretty much centered around their weekend in the Hamptons and they'll come back and be like, so on Wednesday, this happened. And I have to take their word mm-hmm. for it. And I really like that. I like that too. And I think we saw it last season with like Carl and Paige doing their flirting. And it was so funny when she was like, I am not your Wednesday girl. Like you don't call me on Wednesdays. Like if you call me on a weeknight, then I know you're serious, but you only text me on the weekends. And and I think I'm like, oh my God, that's so real. Like that's such a real concept. And it was just like funny to see where it's like, mm. yeah, we're like weekend friends. We only hook up on the weekends. And then even... This past episode, actually, maybe two episodes ago, when Hannah hung out with Luke on a Sunday night when they had both gotten back to the city, and Paige and them were like, you guys hung out on Sunday? It was, like, like crazy. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's true. It's like, yeah, like, they saw each other outside of the filming realm, which is, like, you know, cameras are down, and so they can actually have, like, a real, you know, real connection, even though, like, I find I'm still on the fence about how I feel about Luke, but I do think, like, their relationship is really cute. They seem to really I like each other. He seems to be really into her. I can and see she seems to be into him. And forth with his with people liking, because at first it seemed like his likability was coming in way too hot for it not to last. Like, it was so strong at first that I was like, well, this seems top-heavy. This one. <laughs> and it did. Well, I know. I was like, wait, 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 wait. This gorgeous man happens to be completely self-aware. Like, a great guy to Hannah. I'm like, what's the problem? And he's like, suing her because he likes her up front. I don't know about that. So like, no I, I get it. I'm very confused. Crazy. But then lo and behold, he's waving his hand. He's kind of like, kind of single, kind of not. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. So that <laughs> much, I'm excited to finally start recapping that on my show. So that will be soon to come. Um, next week when I do come back, I'll probably definitely be including Summer House. Um, I will say that the main reason, and I will literally transition us into something else after just dropping this little tidbit, the main reason I watched Summer House and Starter was because I have a friend whom I cannot name because it will literally jeopardize everything who is being vetted for Summer House. Wow. Strongly vetted. Like, to the end of vetting now it's just a matter of will there be a summer house because there's a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so what uh it might be for not for nothing. Oh, it's a one person and this person's friend and they actually know exactly which two of the current cast are not coming back. So are not being okay. asked back. So okay, Jules definitely is not making her way back. Listen, I'll I'll say it this way. I mean, granted, yes, this is all alleged. We don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know if Luke will come back. Allegedly, however, I'm not above 
refinding out. Honestly, we had this conversation, me and this person, so long ago that I completely forgot who they told me was not coming back. But I will go back and revisit that conversation and come back and tell you people. Because I have no, you know, I have allegedly in front of it. I'm not really naming a lot of names, but I will say allegedly who's not being asked back. And I don't, I don't remember it being Luke. I remember it being someone else whose like name was so familiar to me that I was like, oh, maybe I will watch. Because people tell me mixed reviews about I this mean, person. But Luke, I feel like I just heard of recently. Like, I, him and the other one, the new girl, I don't remember Jules. either of them until I started watching the show. I'm trying to think, like, it could easily be Paige because Paige's boyfriend's not on the show and she said they were, like, serious in a place where they were potentially going to get married and move in together and, like, do that whole thing. And if he's not willing to be on the show this past season, I can't see him, like, this summer being like, oh, I'm going to try to get drunk with your friends in the Hamptons again. Like, I feel like if anything, it'd be her. Like, Summer House is, like, her jumping off point and she's going to be, like, I feel like a news anchor on E! News or something, like doing something for fashion, you know? I can feel like she can kind of pivot from Summer House really quickly and kind of oh, like yeah, get out on stage before be pretty, it gets pretty too well. ugly. I will find yeah. out and I will let you guys know. I do know that it's allegedly a guy and a girl that are, at, are not coming back or not being asked back and because this duo um, is supposed to play to a different time on summer house oh maybe it was jordan time. and jules maybe they were like implying that like that would um, make oh sense. like sure. they're gonna get kicked out of the house or like maybe they're not getting asked back and they, i will I find know. out and give everybody their allegations okay so i'll tell you all the alleged truth that i know but i found that very interesting because that fell into my lap but i didn't care because i didn't watch the show at the time so i was just like okay you're gonna go on a show that has like four hundred thousand ratings that's fine good for you but I'm just kidding that was super pretentious very set in track of me so that being said we will get into all of that premiere madness let's just like breeze through the other girls first Housewives of Atlanta I did not have very many takeaways but the ones I did have were very impactful for my emotions you know Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) what an episode um it is pretty much centered around these beautiful women still (laughs) dealing with these trash ass men yeah season after season it seems it seems like atlanta cannot get it right the bar is so on the floor they should rename the show Oh my god. No, what yeah, it's, did... it's pretty depressing the last few episodes. It's like, oh my god, all of your husbands don't support you and they're all insecure. Yeah, they're all and... like terrible. I mean, with the exception of, you know, Nini and Greg who really want us to believe that they're in love and the girls <laughs> just don't care. I y'all consistently are in my DMs like, he's that cheater. I'm like, well, I mean Okay. <laughs> that seems he fits right in on the show. At least he tries to pretend like he likes his wife on camera. And I hate that that's a criteria. Oh, yeah, that scene of them, like, having sexy time was absolutely deranged. And I believe that's the problem. I believe they really do have sexy time. I I think it's very awkward and uncoordinated, but (laughs) it happens. I agree. And I do like that he was wearing a kimono as he walked into the room. She's, like, wearing, like, a negligee, like, whatever outfit. And, yeah, I'm like, Greg is just rocking a rogue silk kimono. I'm like, yeah, he can get it. He can he can hit that out for sure. I really love Greg sometimes. I kind, like, of, no, I kind of love him, too, honestly. I, love, <laughs> I know, past allegations aside, 
I feel like one day Nene current feel it all. <laughs> I really do. Current allegations as well. <laughs> I don't believe it's above Nene to tell us. I really don't. So I'm just waiting on her cue. Um, however, in the meantime, I'm dealing with what I am only seeing on camera because every other man is an actual dickhead. So, and they're <laughs> doing it on camera. So this is all I have to go off of. And Greg is the least annoying of the bunch. Yeah, I guess he, the thing is, is like, I don't find Mike Hill currently annoying, but I know he's going to ruin Cynthia's life in T minus two years. Like, annoying this is going to be so bad. And and when he's on the show, he's annoying. When he's not on the show, he's not annoying. The way they argued and the way he, again, I've said it before, that that dinner that he had where all his friends were females and they brought up him being an awful guy in front of his daughter and made her cry that much mm-hmm. I was like okay but you, and then he willingly brought the cameras into the bedroom where his daughter was crying because you could tell yeah. Cynthia was uncomfortable and did not want the cameras and nails she didn't want to go where an overstep because this is this girl's real life not about the show she's not marrying a housewife so this has nothing to do with her but he wanted it to happen so I don't know. Something really exploitive happens there for me. But I have reported on my show before that Noelle leaves Howard because I have friends who are there and were like, oh yeah, girl, she's gone. Been gone. Well, yeah, didn't they say she's like, what is she, like a PA on set for like a Diana Ross biopic? I'm like, what? Something, but where is it also? um, Is production stalled because of Rona? I don't know. I do know, however, (laughs) that Noelle's girlfriend, she met at Howard and is now living in LA and is quarantined with Noelle. Wow, they must allegedly, so many TikToks together. But it's also together. all over social media, so it's not alleged. It's on <laughs> the, the ground, an okay? absolute fact. <laughs> Can't see them right now going to go get Chick-fil-A in the drive-thru on a late night. So <sighs> it's not alleged. It's I can't fair, believe you would even bring that up right now. I'm like... <laughs> I know, like, I live in a city, so there's actually a lot less drive-thrus than people would ever imagine, because everything is, like, a little strip or something, like a little pavilion, so now it's just, like, everything's closed, and I have nothing, so <laughs> I can't even support my local business, <laughs> I'm very much so trying to do, but it's fine. Moving on to Kenya has been getting a lot of slack um, I've seen on the internet about it was funny because Cynthia walked into their closet and was like, he had this much stuff. And I think even she knew it was BS. And people have said that there were yeah. a lot of tags and fresh clothes. Like everything was freshly folded. It was clear as, as day. It was, she had like the laundry that we no. fold after we've washed clothes. She went to Banana Republic or told an assistant to and was like, get seven of every kind of garment. And then they got to the house, they put it all up there, and they filmed the scene the next day. Like, it was clear as day, none of that stuff has been touched. And she's like, God, one thing I really loved about Mark is how he, like, keeps his shoes really organized. And I'm like, And she was so defensive about it. (laughs) What man has- had this much stuff. (laughs) And she was like, uh, yeah, Cynthia, he lived here. I was like, but did he really? Because he left the show for a year and, like, moved to New York. So I don't believe that. Well, yeah, I was saying on my show a couple of weeks ago, we were like, if Kenya was ever even actually in New York City, I would have seen a single photo of her on Reddit, on a Facebook group of like, Kenya Moore at this New York City restaurant. 
never once, never once has Kenya been seen near a subway. Same with Mark. We were like, where do these people actually live? Because and I know when you're in New York, you're on display. On, Atlanta would have been on that ass, okay? Like, if, yeah. if, if, everyone in Atlanta, if you are doing anything, you're in Midtown or Downtown. Every other like major city around there definitely has their own little neighborhoods where they have stuff, but nothing like these ladies. They travel about a good hour on the highway to get to where they are filming a lot of times to get to the actual Atlanta city, like the city of Atlanta zip code. It's a very different area than where like Cynthia, the lake is not by the city at all, by any means. That's why she's never there. So (laughs) it takes some traveling to get to where they are and to where they usually film. People would have seen Mark if they were together. People really wanted to know more about that storyline. So Naturally, I don't believe you, Daniel. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it either. And what is this, like, rumor now that they're, like, still together trying to make it work? Which is hurt trying to make it work for, like, a year. So I don't, if you're still trying, I don't think it's working. At a certain point, like, you just kind of have to give up. And don't you see on television, like, how crappy he makes you feel? And, like, you're crying all the time. And, and you know, you're meeting with lawyers and talking about how much you don't trust him with any of your money or your daughter's future. Like that should say everything. (laughs) Yeah. Like you probably shouldn't be like, you know, spending more time trying to have a nuclear family and keep everybody together when like, ultimately it's going to be more damaging to your child. If she sees this happen, like in five years and you guys get a crazy bad divorce, you know, she'll be older and be able to understand, like you should just cut bait now and, you know, keep it moving. Kenya's beautiful, and, like, maybe her kid has softened her a little bit, and and you can see she maybe is, like, a little bit less um, alpha in her relationship with Mark. He doesn't even let her be alpha a little bit, and, like, you know, maybe she can kind of, like, soften up and allow herself to be a little bit more vulnerable, because I think that's her problem. It's, like, she's not willing to, like, open up to these people, and then she finds men who aren't willing to open up, and then the two of them just, like, butt heads and now hate each other, you know? So I'm like, she can move on and like, she can find a great man. And I feel like she's like slowly getting the tools now that she has this baby, she's got a good job, whatever. But it's just, it's, it makes me sad. And it makes me sad because I know like how shitty her life has been. And like, she didn't have a mom who loved her. Like, that's like the worst thing in the world, you know? And so it's like, she finally finds this guy and he fucks her over. And it's like, oh, come on, like why can't you have one good guy or one good thing right but you got it's that like beautiful if, baby so if you have a parent who doesn't even like acknowledge your existence <laughs> but everybody keeps them around that's what always used to get me that it wasn't just her mom like abandoned her or didn't love her her mom would act like she did not know who she was yeah. at family gatherings to the point where they would have to disinvite Kenya or not invite Kenya to something at her aunt's or her grandmother's who raised her if her mom was coming and that's just like oh I just don't, nothing about that seems how understanding. Do you, like, how could you ever, like, know how to accept love or even give love? You've this never never had that. Like, is yeah. Enough and, to make her be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. And, and then you wonder why she was a pageant queen, you know? It's because she can control the attention that she gets and she can get people to look at her because she's beautiful and gorgeous and, like, smart and, and funny love and charming. Her for all when, the reasons that her mother did not. So, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, and it's really sad. sad. It's really sad. I feel really bad for her, but yeah, I you know she has this baby, and I want to feel bad for her genuinely. And then the problem is, then she projects, and mm-hmm. I, it's the same thing that I used to feel with Nini last season because 
I can imagine if the rumors are true and Greg did allegedly cheat on her before he had cancer and that's what made it so hard for her. She stuck by him, which again, I don't know. Yeah, that is, I don't know if that's like noble or not. That's the crazy part. It's a really weird, and I can understand why Nina would be so stressed. With Kenya's husband announcing the divorce to the world before he announced it to her, I can understand the stress, but the projection is where it makes it very hard for us to get away. Like, we're like, girl, let me love you. Please, let me side with you. But you are being very mean, nasty. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Slow the roll. And I think that's the thing is like, there's some merit there, but then it goes really left. Like, people have been in my. DMs and my mentions arguing to me about Todd being like, oh, he wants his mm. wife at home. At least yeah. he wants to be with her. And I'm like, I'm not arguing that she should be with a man who doesn't notice that she's gone and doesn't want to spend time with her. My argument is the tenor of his of his argument is so laced in something other than what he's saying it is. Totally. You just made the mother of your kids cry. And made her feel so guilty. And not to go on a feminist rant, we would never do this to a man, nor did we ever do it to Todd. When Well, I did it to Todd when he wanted to open up a breakfast restaurant when he could have literally just added a brunch menu to the restaurants, <laughs> plural, he already had. I cannot stress that enough. Not to mention, where are you going to get the $300,000 to open this breakfast restaurant if Katie does not continue to work? What I really think is happening here is if people remember we met Todd because he worked for Bravo mm-hmm. and Phaedra quote unquote introduced them but really it was like some correspondence and stuff being on the show I think he either chose to give up working with Bravo because of conflict of interest or of they expressed some kind of conflict of interest and Candy was making more money on the show than he was making behind the scenes so I think he feels a bit resentful and that is rightful but don't make it seem like it's because she's not a good enough mother because she's working too hard for your family yeah I think Todd has like pretty deep insecurities since the beginning of not being good enough for a woman like Candy who's super accomplished has literally been like a millionaire since she was like 18 years old and even from like season two when she started she was like super frugal, like wasn't like a big spender, always was like, Kim, you're crazy. Money doesn't grow on trees. And you know Candy has like millions and millions and millions just like but she wanted to make a bank. good life for her for yes, her kid. Of course. And you know, she deserved that and she earned that. And she's always been a great mom. And I think Todd probably sees that and you could tell he's proud of her. Like, and I think they do genuinely love one another and that he is proud of her, but I think there is also that feeling of feeling emasculated where it's like, you know, you like, I keep trying to start all these businesses with you and then you give it to me to kind of, you know, carry the ball and then I drop it every time, you know? And I think he probably keeps seeing that. And like, he's probably resentful where Candy, she's like, I've been really wanting to be an actress for years and years and years. And he knew that. And then she gets an amazing role on a major TV show for a 10-week on a filming major period. Network. Like, it's huge. Like, Bro, this, that's a really big on. thing. <laughs> yeah. So, big. you know, it, even when she starts, like, a random new journey, it just automatically succeeds. And I think, you know, I understand where he's upset when she does come home and she immediately is, like, booking, you know, 
a housewives event or whatever or speaking engagement but let's not forget candy is the highest paid person on the most rated tele- on the highest rated television show on the network so she makes the most money out of every exactly. person on the network so i'm so sorry she has the her ass needs to fucking go to the us. dinner <laughs> like but she also you know? is very cognizant that this show can't last forever Andy himself totally. has said Housewives lives in a bubble. This can't last forever. People are not going to care anymore. There's a new generation of people coming up. That, uh, and if we can make print obsolete, Housewives will be obsolete, okay? If we can make After print while, obsolete, that's I mean, honestly, so funny. If, it's so if true. newspapers going out of business, <laughs> please believe Housewives will die, okay? Oh Simply because Atlanta in season three used to average about four or five million viewers a night. Now, being the highest wow. Bravo show... It's about 1.8 million max. That is its average. And that's, that's the insane. highest rated. I think the highest I saw this year that they did for this season was like 1.9. And yeah, it's still the highest too. rated. That is low, people. So it's going, that's these things are going to go away soon. I think Candy has never been one to be behind the curve. She knows that she has to be prepared for the next thing because she got kids. She has a family and a lifestyle that she also enjoys. And I think she thinks that when she retires, she wants to retire comfortably with her husband. Like she wants to be able to slow down and it the money still come. That's that wealth that keeps going. Todd, however, I think is so severely insecure because he thinks that Candy will one day leave him. I really do. Oh, I think he thinks she'll wise up. Because huh. her mama has been told her to wise up. Oh, I think <laughs> Mama Joyce is a force, but she's not always wrong. She's just a little rude, okay? But I think yeah, no, she's rude. And if we don't remember, Candy was made by her mama to make Todd sign a prenup, and he was pissed about it, but he did sign it. However, I firmly believe that that prenup excludes anything made during the marriage together, and I think that's mm-hmm. why he keeps wanting to start all these businesses. That is a conspiracy theory, but it is mine. I think that if anything happens and she does wise up and leave him, I think he would have a great case because it's on TV. It's literal receipts that she kept leaving her family to do things that weren't with the family. He tried to start businesses jointly. Like These are the things that she wouldn't be able to take from him because both of their names are on the lease. And they started this together. It's community property. So he would still be set because his work ethic is not like Candy's. I think he has a work ethic. I think Candy's is just, it's Candy. Yeah, he's Candy's like, you know what? has been working the housewife <laughs> system since she got on the show. We didn't even know who she was. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew who she was. A lot of y'all didn't know who she was. And it <laughs> breaks my heart. You know, Megan, people literally send me DMs of, like YouTube clips and be like, this is Candy. She has a song. I'm like, I need to go home. And I'm home. <laughs> Candy is a Grammy Award winner. Let's say it together, people. Candy <laughs> won Grammys. Okay? Like, oh, God. Like, in Todd, I mean, he definitely won biggest asshole this week. Uh, highlight or honorable mention is Dennis Tom Portia that paid for her own wedding, but he's the one that oh, cheated yeah. propose. I won't even dignify that with much more of a response. Any thoughts? He doesn't deserve one. I but I do love that baby. Like, I'm in love with baby PJ. Like, I look, I follow her personally on Instagram. <laughs> Me like, too. I just, like, look at her photos and I'm, like, cracking up. I love the videos where, like, Portia, like, puts her to sleep in the crib and then, like, calls her a hot potato and, like, she runs out. But, like, the Y'all baby. Play hot potato and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> but there the was one huh? moment the baby was like sitting up perfectly and then all of a sudden Portia like scurries out of the room and the baby just goes completely horizontal and it's just out cold asleep <laughs> in one second she's wrong Portia has <laughs> great instincts I love PJ I, I love love her girl. love the two of them she, is they're so cute i love her love for pj and i know that's ridiculous to say because she's a mom but i like the way portia doesn't just fawn over her baby like she is a fan of her baby and she's like, like pj all is over an the of her yeah. and she loves that like mm-hmm. she's like this is my little portia jr <laughs> literally named her pj <laughs> i love that it's just the cutest thing ever i really enjoy their relationship i will say the shit that i do not enjoy would be where we're headed or not headed with Reza and MJ because I'm confused mm. on shots. I watched not a lot happen, but it was enough. A lot of it didn't even seem overproduced. It was kind of really natural, and that is something that I really liked. I know Megan, you have not finished like watching it yet. I would highly encourage you to <laughs> run, do not walk, pour something, and enjoy. <laughs> Because it was better than I thought it was going to be. So is this when they make up at that dinner? Yeah. So they finally meet and sit down. And MJ tells her husband, I'm going to go sit down with Reza. And her husband is confused. He is basically any of us and any of our partners. If you've ever had someone who was just like, why would you even put your hand back in the fire? I don't understand. You're literally nursing third degree burns on one arm. You're just going to go ahead and burn the other arm. And we are all like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And they're like, I don't understand you, but okay. Which, yes, for the show, but also I think there was just so much friendship between them for so many years that neither of them felt comfortable, even at their angriest, completely writing this off. I think it would just be like a little like flippant to just be like, okay, goodbye, goodbye to our friendship. I feel like the things they said to each other were <clears throat> like completely inappropriate and like completely unforgivable. And like, if I had someone in my life who I confided a lot of really uh, intimate things with, especially like very sensitive things, like getting multiple abortions takes a toll on people. It's not just like a phrase. He could be like, "You had ten abortions." It's like, do you and know what an abortion is? Like in the <laughs> hospital, losing your uterus. That I mean, it's not yeah. even you said that. It's the extra mile of saying you yeah. almost died because you had abortions. I was like, oh, we went far, <laughs> very, very far, yeah. wrong far, like far left. Like we were heading, freezing down the street, normal fight, <laughs> reasonable fight where we both could just pull and jab. And there was some stuff that was below the belt that we were going at, but this was like below the ankle. This was below. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, I cannot get over a grown man screaming that at someone Agreed. in any capacity ever, ever. And so I understand why Tommy, like, flipped his shit. And frankly, I'm, like, completely on team Tommy and MJ. I uh, think I'm on team Tommy. I don't know where I <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's yet. why I said Tommy. I'm, like, I'm on Tommy's team, which I automatically means I'm on your team. I think what Reza said automatically disqualifies his team. There is just no team Reza anymore because there's just no way. But I also think in this situation, it doesn't necessarily have to be just because you're on team, you're not on team Reza doesn't mean you're on team MJ. I think what she went through does not warrant this response or reaction. I think 
that it kind of feels like because of what she was going through in the hospital, whatever the original plan was of Allie and Destiny and the boat and the husband, all of that, I think should have either been on pause or not exonerate her, but it will just never feel like you can fight that fight anymore and, and win it because of what she went through because no one planned for that. No one yeah. thought that that was going to happen. That was what is literally called a medical emergency. So no, definitely now we can't fight her while she's in the ICU. That just seems cruel. Well, and that's like the thing that has always frustrated me where Reza can't even see past his own issues with Adam and Ollie to even understand that MJ is like literally on her deathbed. Yeah, the only reason that he's like, still fighting it now, I think he thinks that he's lucky that MJ stayed alive and was able to come out of the pre- the pregnancy pretty much, you know, with, with making a full recovery that we know of so that he can continue to fight this battle. Well, yeah, he's like, no look, you're line. fine. He's like, look, you're fine. You're perfectly so fine. Look, you're sitting right here. Like, That's <laughs> not how that works. Not how that works at all. Oh, I mean, sometimes they really confuse me. And he, all the good men out there who understand where we're coming from, to just go ahead and, you know, mention Reza, like, this is not okay, bruh. Like, you gotta stop. So, that being said, Empty Tommy, I like, I, I understand what he did is technically considered a crime. Not even technically. Oh, legally, yeah, crime, crime. However, yeah. if crime of passion. people can claim that they disrespected each other in the moment because they were so upset, I think Tommy can too. Not saying it's right, but I'm saying that in the grand scheme of things, I understand where Tommy was coming from. He had a lot of abandonment issues that were coming up with his mom, you know, having died when he was a young boy. He thought that that was going to be his wife's fate. He thought that he was going to have to raise his son on his own. He thought that he was going to have to basically relive this through his son. Like It was a lot at one time. And to put any kind of emotional stress on her while she's in the hospital, while she's literally trying to recover... Yes, the time you're supposed to be the least amount of stress and mm-hmm. to put more stress on her, Tommy lost it. And I can low-key understand. Not saying it's right. I'm just saying I understand. I mean, it's just like he can't help it. Like, he can't be a present father if he's completely out of it. And I love that they went to therapy and that they sought help because he's like, I need it and I don't know what to do. And my wife is like probably recovering and like, you know, after all of the surgery, she can't be like getting up and down with the baby and feeding and picking up the baby and doing this. Like she probably was also like not even able to like move comfortably for a while. Not to so I can imagine him to reconcile. Having... He loses either he could lose his wife or he could have his wife and lose the ability to have more kids together. And yeah. that also was stressful for him. Of course. And like, I don't know. It just, it makes me really sad. And, you know, MJ, like, Season one, I, episode one, I just started rewatching. She's like, I don't want kids. Fuck marriage. Fuck love. My parents were right. like divorced forever. Like my dad, like treated my mom like shit. My mom is the worst, and I hate love. And to and see like how far she's come. Family. Yeah, it's and so it's amazing. Far, you're right. And it's great because you know I think we're also at a point where like maybe she can like forgive Reza because that is just what she may have to do at this point because like realistically they're co-workers at the end of the day like even if they're not friends they still have to like film together and do things they might not have to hang out when the cameras aren't there but like MJ probably doesn't even need that like she has Tommy she has baby shams she has a whole life and she has her little dogs like 
they're happy together. And I think that's all she really needs. And, you know, having that love and support from Tommy probably makes it easier for her to stand up to Reza and be like, you know what, frankly, I don't fucking need this. Like, at all like I found Ali Ashuri he's a nice guy he's my friend you know so she probably is like I just don't need Rose's bullshit into my life anymore like I can move on but and I understand like, that so the sit down lunch was absolutely awkward he cried <laughs> probably since she, from the moment she sat down he started blubbering crying but it was Literally like the same kind of Ramona was, singer not real right. tears where he's like <laughs> she, I guess I did see like, this episode I... <laughs> I was like wait I must have seen this because I know everything <laughs> And she was like, I could not care less. Okay, calm down. And then they basically move on to both of them apologizing. And I was like, okay, cool. So what is the problem? Like, what will be the problem? I know there's going to be a problem. I'm not naive. But I'm just like, okay, so this should be over with. In real time, they're literally still fighting with the same amount of vigor. So I'm just like, okay, what was the point of me watching this episode? Um, Moving forward, she basically tells him he needs to go and put on some deodorant. And he's still crying. So it was even more awkward. And the awkward just keeps encroaching the entire episode. And we get off the charts in awkwardness by the end. And next is probably the most awkward dinner date I've ever seen in my entire life. And that was Destiny and this man, Sam, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. Um, So I didn't get to this part. And thank God. I honestly probably actively turned it off when I saw her and him together on screen. Oh, uncomfortable. And it's funny because they flash back to how they started. And that was that, you know, that fateful day at Topcall where she was sitting on his lap, not fully sitting on his lap. And they were trying to kiss and she kept licking the air. And oh. like licking, and then. And but you've never, kiss. you've never been drunk where you like think you've been that person. <laughs> you never. Oh, you just, think like, you're like really doing something, and you're just not. Nah. Like she thought she was like, so sexy too. It was hilarious. But like I've been there where I'm like I'm yeah the hottest person here, and so is this guy, and then it's like reality check. It's like oh my god, no, we're both just wasting <laughs> all these cameras watching. It's really, really yeah. ridiculous. Well, so. if, if I was on camera, like. One, I barely would ever do that in the first place. But two, if I had cameras on me, the last thing I'd be doing is that. That's <sighs> destiny. So let's see. Have you ever been this person? So she then sits <laughs> down with the manager of a hotel and like wants this really sexy, you know, thing. And I think the view, she was like on the fifth floor. But it, 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 they made it seem like it was like this big sexy suite. And she wanted the fanciest room and she was going to make them have a really nice birthday even though they weren't dating and no one said they needed to be dating to have this happen it's just it was interesting that she wanted to go all out for this and really deck out money you know shell out some real money for this event and they have a private dinner it's like a steak she like is obsessed with this idea of like a steak dinner I think she really wants to be the Persian man that her dad I was going to say (laughs) or wasn't or was it in her life? I really think that's it. Because she, like, threw guys weekend in Vegas. Had that, like, guys dinner. That car she drives? Dinner. Yeah. She that's, like, the car her dad probably that. drove. <laughs> it's so interesting. And they call her one of the boys anyway, which I find also interesting. So she comes, and she's wearing this fur over, as a, like, a cape, of course. She's, you know, strutting with her ponytail, and he's looking good, and she's looking good. That blonde hair on him is not doing him any favors. They pull nope. up to this private room and get you know drinks ordered and he fucking loses it it was wait what did he do 
most awkward thing I've ever seen after she orders and tries to be all sexy and she's like, we'll have like the ribeyes and two like old fashions or something like that. He just she ordered? Nuts. Yeah, she ordered for both what? of them. Ugh. Oh, it gets worse. And then he, I don't know if he was on something, but then he starts to literally shake his head like a four-year-old. And they go like, blah, 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 blah. like that's what he started doing. And I know if you heard me, you can well, picture it. No, yeah, it's, I see it. I see it now. Anyone has kids, I hope that you're not dropping things because I know you can exactly picture what it is. Probably just saw it recently. <laughs> hope you're not triggered. Doing in this private room in front of the waiter, he started like shaking his head and like putting his tongue out, burping off the walls. What? Like every eight Was seconds, he on drugs? They a burp. I want to say so. Sounds like know. like meth, like or coke, was bad in, coke, right? And she Cheap was in the coke. confessional, like I don't know what has happened to this man. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know this man. Lost it, and she was pissed. He was like saying things like, "Oh, you look hot," and was being vulgar, but not in like a sexy or sultry way, but just in. As, like, imagine like the sweaty guy at the club who came by himself or, like with one other friend and just thinks that he can just talk to girls on the dance floor like not at the bar not buying them a drink just like Ugh. hey or just trying to like catch a dance as you're like rubbing working with your girl I'm just gonna come on and just gonna slide right in that's how he was talking but he was sitting down and there was no one else ew I'm like yeah. gearing this up for like the moment we get off to immediately press play oh yeah he was just like, oh, uh, yeah, you look hot. Like, you know, we should have sex and we should kiss, kiss me, kiss me. And she was like, what are you doing? Kiss yeah, me. Trying to be classy right now. <laughs> and then he burps again. At, at least I counted six burps and they were not the same burp playing over and over. Wait, did you watch the Jinx? Did you watch the Jinx, that show on HBO where like the <clears throat> murderer was like always burping? <laughs> I'm not, because I'm getting, I'm getting clear parallels between the two of them. Yep. It was the most <laughs> awkward dinner scene I've ever seen in my entire life. I was so oh, I can't wait to watch eyes, this. But not even drink anymore. I was like, this is the wildest thing. That means you stop drinking? drinking? Yeah. Wow. Me. Wow. Yeah. On a Friday night, it's <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> yeah. They get me. back upstairs, and he's like actively walking in the room in the bedroom and talking to her. And she's passing the whole time, and he doesn't even stop talking all kinds of nonsense. Like, we're about to get it in. Like, it's a random, like, weird frat boy meets, like, drunk boy, and it's just nasty, sweaty vibes. And all of a sudden, she just takes her stuff and goes, like, leaves the hotel room she paid for. Wow. Packs her bags and leaves. I love that. I like that. I like that. She never had much of a choice because he was being trifling, okay? It was Uh not okay. Was he trying to, like, get her to... Do you think he was self-sabotaging? Where he's like, this chick likes me way too much. I've got to get the fuck out of here by acting a fool. He went straight to, like, the level of... of, From allure and playboy, like, come and get it type that we saw him as, to straight to, like, they've been in a relationship for four years and moved in together (laughs) literally for four months, and it's now... And we're in quarantine. Okay, like there's just no inhibitions, everything is hanging out. Like, that's exactly what he was Ew. But in a private dining room in front of the wait staff. Like, <laughs> no. those fine gentlemen in Cumberbuns were just like, fine oh my. <laughs> This is, does he need another? T- are you sure? And it, I wish I could say that that was the most awkward part. And 
we pretty much end the episode with them doing a hick like uh, I don't know how to describe this without it being offensive but it was like a redneck hoedown boots and bruise I'm reading that's it it was like we're gonna wear cut off you know flannels and jeans and they just look so out of place and then they were like off coupling it with like Gucci stockings and Gucci belts (laughs) and it just went from it went from redneck to gaudy and met in the middle and it was a lot for me and they it's it's Nima's event he wants people to see that he has a job and I'm happy for him um and pretty much Gigi eats nothing but mac and cheese and she keeps saying it's the best mac and cheese ever and that leads her to having a guess severe lactose or gluten intolerance cramps but they end up calling the medic because she thinks she's having the rest of her miscarriage excuse my lack of terminology (laughs) but like there apparently were still things in her body that needed to be purged out and it hadn't happened yet after her surgery and everything she had a lot of complications with her surgery and because she just had surgery a week ago she assumes that this is some kind of struggle and complication with all the different like openings that she just had like she just she's just was stitched up a week ago she thinks that that's what's happening and they call the, the medics. Everyone's coming. They're like rushing. The cameras are down. And then she's like, I think it's just because I didn't have anything but mac and cheese all day. <laughs> and I was like, like I, I can't watch this anymore. Fairy. Basically. Oh, wow. I, I love that. But I, I mean, was like, I, can't I understand her being terrified. I'm, I must leave. I'm also saying that this episode is called Country Fried Persians. Which, <laughs> no, that um, is the best way to describe what I Made me laugh. <laughs> that is actually the best way to describe what I saw. And it was just the whole episode was awkward, but in a way I enjoyed it because I never knew when to laugh. It felt inappropriate to laugh at everything. Everything happened in a really inopportune time. And at the same time, we haven't had fun on Bravo in a very long time. It's 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 like a gym whenever you get to laugh at Bravo. Yeah, Shaz is good this season. I'm definitely I'm definitely in it. So that being said, you did catch up on Family Karma, right? Oh, yeah. Family Karma is, like, probably the one I look forward to the most. I love Family Karma. Karma. And I don't think there's, I think this episode was kind of a filler. And I put on my Instagram stories that towards the end, I put up there. I don't, I didn't say which side I was on. But I think coming from the dinner they had in Key West, which, sidebar, I love how much Bali is like, I do not enjoy Key West. But we forget she's an auntie, technically. So she yeah. has arrived a little bit. She's not struggling like the rest. So she's just like, I don't want to be in a tourist town, but okay. It's not that <laughs> part. And I'm like, that's what you compare it to, not me? Of all the places? Okay. <laughs> um, that's your other option. Okay, great. These kids will not go to St. Bart's without their parents, even though they all have really decent jobs. I mean, it's just not happening. But they get there and I think the major thing is I was like, now we have a season. That fight between Anisha and Monica, that conversation it gave us so many sides, so many different perspectives of is this too much? Have they crossed the line? Is it not not too much because this is their culture or is this their friend group? Is this how they've always done things? What do we need to know more of like it was so much 
so many questions. I was like, we have a season. This is it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the fight between the two of them is kind of like we've like been we've like peaked and now we can like get to the crux of some of the real issues where, you know, in the beginning, I thought it was like all being playful towards Brian and Monica. But then during this trip, like, I do understand why all the friends are like, do you guys like each other? Because she'll be like, Brian, pick me up. Like, Brian picks me up. Brian takes me home. Brian does this. Brian, come look at the fountain. Brian, come here. It's, so it's like, I understand why they're like, wait, why won't you just be with this guy? Like, he's gorgeous. He likes you. You liked him. And you clearly constantly are, like, reaching out to him in an intimate way, in more of a friend way. Like, more than being a friend. Right. So I understand why they're all, like, annoyed by it. But I think, like, Anisha is, like, a rebel or, like, considers herself a rebel. And she said it. She's, like, Monica's perfect, you know? She, like, doesn't drink. She's vegetarian. Like, doesn't have sex. And she's, like, and I am none of those things. Like, I don't want to be, you know? And she's, like, I fought my whole life to not have to be, you know? So I think she might see her and kind of, you know, be, like, you've got everything you want right here. Like, this is the guy you want, right? Like, this is what you've been looking for. This is what you're looking for. And you're not taking it. And he's, like, so hot, too. Like, like what's your problem? I also find it super interesting. And I enjoy the conspiracy that Anisha is also pissed because she gets so much slack, especially from her mom and her mom's side of the family, for not being married and not having made work with this great guy they seem to still love and her ex uh, Vishnu, I think his name is. And so she gets a lot of that slack, but Monica has this good guy that actually wants her and it's in the community and everybody loves him and all the aunties know each other, the families know each other, but she's not being rushed to make that same decision. And mm-hmm. I think that really bothers Anisha is because she's so perfect in every other aspect, according to Anisha, that no one's rushing her to get married because she actually is such a good catch. And I think they're rushing Anisha because Anisha... I would want to ask her if she thinks her family thinks that she's not as good of a catch. Like that she has to go back to this man that she was in a relationship for so many years. And we don't know enough about why they broke up. Yeah. I but want at more the same that. time, I really want to know more about the 12 year thing because she's like, if he moves to New York, I, I might consider it. But for them to not want to get married or she did not want to marry him, I think there was something there. Maybe not something, you know, really tumultuous but just something in general and they're not letting her live that out and she's like is this because you don't think I'm gonna get someone else like what is it and I get that Monica's younger I just think that especially considering she said that her mom and Monica are super close that yeah was that was weird. a red flag for me because yeah. I'm like she's always going to be jealous of this girl because the mom is gonna act like this is the daughter she never had and she has a daughter exactly and she took her and, dance class. Like she invested in Monica's business, <laughs> her career. Yeah. I know. I mean, and even that, like Monica wants to be like a small business owner too. And so is Anisha. And I don't, I don't yeah. know. It, it's, they, I don't, yeah, I guess it's an interesting relationship. And I mean, I don't have like sisters. So like, I always kind of struggle with like, I don't know, maybe, like, I mean, actually, wait, does Anisha have a sister? I'm trying to think, like, maybe they are having, like, a sisterly jealousy kind of thing, where it's, like, the big sis is looking down to little sister, and little sister is, like, I definitely following that, that could be something. I think that Anisha wanted to be a businesswoman and put in so much emphasis 
on her business, her parents probably do throw it in her face a little bit of like, well, yeah. you know, Monica tries to have a career and she's also, you know, going to Temple and she's, she keeps up with an Indian lifestyle and everything and you don't and why not? And it's about respecting your kid's lifestyle, but also this is the fun thing about watching this show. It's coming from a place that we don't all necessarily understand outright and it's a perspective of that same place. So it's still very different to us. So I don't know if people can really say why does Misha care so much because of course she's going to care for television reasons, for, you know, dynamics of the, her own family and how her family feels about Monica for those reasons. But also if they don't like each other and they keep going around and around in this circle, that messes with the dynamic of the friend group also. And I think they may have had some things that they thought were going to be off limits and that Monica probably thought was going to be off limits for the show, but as soon they will find out, Bravo doesn't do that. So <laughs> Bravo will get you there and you will you will get there. Whether you like it or not, you will have to expose something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do like like the drama-filled dinner scenes. Like, I feel like they're definitely willing to like kind of lay it out all, all on the table. And these people don't do walk-offs yet, which I still really like. Like, they'll do a comeback where like, Monica went to the bathroom, but then she did come back. So it was like... And she found out, though, the next day that they were talking yeah. about um, a situation. Monica did not like underwear, the perception the of, underwear. of her... <laughs> no, that was such a specific thing. Gray Bali... boxers. She saw his gray boxers. Bali was like, that's something that we would never... Maybe that's something we would never do unless we were, you know, in a relationship. And here y'all are hanging out like that. So what does that mean? And I don't know, maybe they're letting us, like, I, I think it's it's probably just because it's something that they might have been dealing with longer than we will ever know. Look, we're just now getting this, and we think it's coming to a head. We have no idea how long, ago, how long they've been going back and forth. They've known each other for so long, it could oh, literally have been a decade. Yeah. I feel like her and him have probably, yeah, just kind of had this dynamic for a really long time. And it's always cat and mouse. Like, one person doesn't like the other person, and the other person doesn't like the other person. And then they're always kind of going back and forth. And then, like, maybe one day when they're both, like, ready to settle down and be in a real relationship, then they can be like, okay, I'm ready. Like, maybe they're both, maybe she's just not ready to kind of settle down. And vice but versa, do I think. Get, do you get, do you think that she would, if she is this, you know, ideal Indian girl as they've portrayed her to be. What do you think her hold up could even be if I would imagine if she is this ideal Indian girl and holds everything to such a high standard and wants to follow things by the book, wouldn't that mean that she also would idealize the marriage as well? Like the whole concept of marriage. They are not opposed to arranged marriage in this group. So why wouldn't she want to jump on the fact that this boy likes her? That, I, I Maybe, I, I think it could also... Confusion there. It could also be, like, like, I'm trying to, like, I don't... You see what I'm I saying? Really, yeah, I, I'm like, trying she's to, so like... into it, and the other option is arrangement, and she's not opposed to that either, but you're not... But you're opposed to the boy liking you that you used to like being the person you're with? Like, at least there's someone you would know. It's not that or they've seen arranged marriages work, but if you're so into this lifestyle and you're so into making sure you respect your culture, this is like the jackpot to them. 
actually getting to marry someone they like because they keep interviewing all the aunties and all these parents and they ask each of them, were you arranged or did you fall in love? No, they had a love marriage. Oh, they had an arranged marriage. It's like a thing. So for her to have a love marriage and almost something it would be a reward to this perfect Indian girl. She got to be with the good Indian guy yeah. who's finally ready to commit. Now, how often do we get that? Well, I think she also could potentially be afraid, I think, of it, like, not working out because, like, she is this picture-perfect girl. He has, like, the picture-perfect life. Like, they're both kind of, like, perfect billboards of, like, what you would think. Like, a good Indian kid, whatever. Obviously, he's I just a little feel like their, quote-unquote, working out is is a little different than ours because I don't think she's dating like we no. date not in the Indian culture. I think they are dating with the with the intent, especially if they didn't marry their culture and in their yeah. friend group. It's almost like well, a thing. Like this is too. not the, at all the same culture, but my best friend is Pakistani and they are also fans of arranged marriage. And you know, they her parents weren't arranged, but in, for her just in her hat household, you know, it's different in every single one, but she also holds herself to a really high standard in, you know, the Muslim culture and religion. So for her, if a man is interested in her and she's found someone that's like into her enough, that is almost a sealed deal of this is probably going to be my husband because I, she fit and she has, but she felt like she lucked up because she didn't have to, you know, her parents didn't have to intervene, or her parents didn't have to introduce her to someone. She actually fell for a guy that she really did like, and so their intentions are marriage. It's just a matter of when, because they just simply yeah. like each other enough and are on the same page, both in religion and culture. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like if she got to, a part of me feels like with Monica, there is a little bit of an edge to her that we're, she doesn't want us to see. Well, I, I think, think that's, that's like her the- parents' situation. Like, I think her parents' divorce really fucked her up. Like, we don't know what's going on with the mom. And the dad, there's, like, a lot of question marks around him. People are, like, speculating that, like, he may be gay or, like, you know, have some, like, you know, thing that he's kind of working through why he was, like, out of the community for so long after the divorce. Like, I feel like she has a lot going on and maybe has, like, commitment issues and maybe is seeing that with Brian where she's like, you're perfect, I'm perfect, we should be together, but I'm so scared, like, of divorce and of it not working. that's valid. That it's, like, there's, like, a full fear of there. And even that, like, she, like, lives with her dad and, like, they're, like, BFFs and I'm, like, what? Like, I could never be like that with her. Yeah. Yeah, like, you never really hear any of that. And so I'm wondering where what like I just want to know more about her like we know all the other people's moms we just don't know her mom and so it's interesting like we know Richa's mom like who like by the way Richa this past episode was so cool like I'm so into her after she, she like, is got on that the coolest. <laughs> like, what? she is like I don't like to be around whatever this is not for me no it is for me these bikes and I think Anisha makes like a really funny joke where she's like doing the video for her for the cameras for the for the crew and is like showing them going on the harleys or going on the bikes and she goes here are the guys we have uh, we have tom we have david we have richa we have philip <laughs> like and she's just like in there like i'm getting on this bike by myself too and i really really dug her and i she's think cool. we needed that second look into her i will say that i agree i just think I that with this cast I kind of get the sense that they all thought they were going to appear one way on TV and it's unraveling, not in a bad way, like they're not spiraling down, but I just think that the facades 
everybody does this though, right? Like the first season of every housewife, every show, they always try to put forth a very particular persona because mm-hmm. they know it's going to be judged on TV. Everybody wants to be what I'm going to now call the um what is her name? Hannah on Summer House. Oh yeah, Hannah. Everyone kind of wants the the Hannah Burns treatment where I have seen more people say great things about her for I guess because she's unapologetically like kind of herself, I can see how she could be, especially in that house, the a more likable character than a hit or miss kind of character. But everyone kind of wants that edit, or they think what they they self edit and self produce. But that gets harder and harder to do the more you're doing the show. And I think that for even this cast, they're starting to realize they can't self produce. And they definitely can't produce each other. So whatever, you know, high regards that we're going to hold each other to, it's not going to happen anymore. Nor they can they produce their own fight and conflict. Because I still don't really understand what was going on between, um, the, uh, what is his name, Vishal and Anisha. That fight still confuses me to this day. Yeah, I think, like, she probably might have had a crush on him a little bit. Because, like... I feel like Vishnu, whoever he is, he seems like a snooze. Like, the way she talks about him, everyone talks about him in, like, such a boring way. They're like, oh, Vishnu, yeah, they were together 12 years. It's like, well, put a ring on it. You know that's what she wants. So I think he's probably really boring, whereas and what's Michelle, like... of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, you... You know, so 12 years, that's a little ridiculous. Uh, so then Vishal, like, you know, was trying to be an actor, seemed kind of like a mess, like, seems funny, and, like, clearly doesn't have a job so he can get lunch with her on weekdays whereas like other people are busy and so they probably like had this little fun friendship and he I don't know he seems like a fun friend so I could see her totally like kind of crushing on him and then realizing like oh yeah I forgot he has a long-term girlfriend who doesn't live here and so he might have even like hung out with her kind of as like a proxy girlfriend and like I feel like he could potentially have like let her on a little bit Um, and then yeah once, like, the camera think... started and he had to, like, play up the relationship and Amri uh-huh. moved back. He was like, bye, like, I've got my it. friend. Yeah, no, he's I a little messy, that, messy man. booth. I, like, Bali and him are, like, kind of annoying to me. No, I like Bali. I don't know <laughs> what it is about her. I think ever since that day when she told us, you know, she was trying very hard to produce herself and be like, I just love my job and I'm so grateful to work after such a messy oh, yeah. I fucking hate it here. I don't care about <laughs> being with these flowers. Like, yeah, it's a man's business, but like, okay, I don't care. And she literally keeps telling us, I love my daughter, but as soon as she's out of here, I'm packing up and going to Kentucky. Like, <laughs> she's very honest with us about what her intentions are and over the top. And she's made no, she's made no other implication that she's, that she's anything else. But Amrit for me seems a little sneaky. Something about him seems really shady which I guess there's always got to be that one guy in the group. And I will end Family Karma with saying Sean is, Ugh. and Brian, their dynamic is hilarious. Like, Brian <laughs> is so over this man. And it's so funny because the way Anisha feels about Monica, Brian feels about Sean. Like, you can tell they're all really were forced to be friends growing up. Like, they were all really yeah. that group because they cannot stand each other. Brian's like, why is he saying that? I just don't understand why he has to like say you know he says everything every time saying. every time you say something he has to say something like I can't wear shorts now like it and they also go. have to share a room too <laughs> after and like figuring like, oh, the whole stop. night and he just literally rolls his eyes every time he's like you can't wear you can't dance with a girl in shorts and he's like I can't dance with a girl in shorts like 
just I know Brian's right, Sean is annoying, but it was just very funny to watch. I'm having fun with family karma. Me too. I'm definitely I think we need a lot more information on whether or not Anisha is actually overstepping. I would like to see where the spike continues. And I feel like, like I said on Instagram, now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a season. I think we have something here. I can't wait to see where this goes. I cannot wait to see where this goes. I for sure cannot wait to see where Beverly Hills goes. So exciting. We are here. We are finally here. I have to admit, it might be best for us for every other premiere to just downplay the expectations of every show on Bravo. Because I feel like the moment you think it's going to be shit and you're not excited and you watch out of loyalty, you are so open for surprises because you were not expecting it. This was a solid premiere. I was very shocked that I wasn't annoyed. Like, I wasn't bored. I was kind of into it. What about you? I absolutely loved it. Okay, good. I, I gave it an 8.5 so out of 10. I thought it was so good. I had an 8.5 out of 10 in, in like a solid five seasons. Yeah, I, I second that. And without uh, Brandy and without an LVP. And good. Like, let's focus on these ladies and these ladies only. No outliers. We don't need a Camille Grammer. Let's focus on these people and that's it. Like, I hate that about some of these shows where it's like they really let these outliers come in especially Beverly Hills it's always the side characters who carry plot lines and I mean it's going to happen this season like Brandy's coming in like we all know that but, but I like she doesn't do as much as we think she does like they yes she comes yeah. in but I yeah. guess I think Denise you know curtails the entire car more than anybody else like she totally like mm-hmm. drives out of control so we don't need her anymore which I get that is what she was paid to do <laughs> That's why she's paid the big bucks. Exactly. She was actually paid the big bucks. I know Bravo is eating <laughs> yeah. that investment now. They are legitimately I mean, like, fuck me. I'd pay $1 million cash, like, for that smile. Like, that devious smile she did at the end of the episode. Like, I that mean, was pretty much did. haunting. Haunting. We, <laughs> what was it? Like, she allegedly was paid, like, $4 million or something for this season, but, like, stopped filming over halfway through, or less than halfway through. That's it. such Show a power move. Least, do the least amount of work, get the highest amount of pay. That is a CEO, okay? <laughs> that is a boss, as Lala and Sheena would say. Like a boss. I am interested to see how the edits are going to go. I don't want to get too, you know, presumptuous or too excited, but I almost think that the show was good because I don't think Kyle's going to get a good edit. I could be reading too much into it, but at least in this first episode, and I was, I really wanted you to come on specifically because (laughs) I read the episode notes and I saw this. For those who do not know, Megan, can you please explain what your job is in <laughs> real life? So I'm like a photo producer now. Um, so I work with like a lot of different like fashion things, but I used to work like more directly in fashion at like Stella McCartney and a lot of like big like designer brands. So like I like love fashion. So being able to see like Kyle be completely belittled by Dorit and the like production event oh. coordinator was like so 
satisfying, satisfying. for me. It's and, like watching and, soap be cut. And, <laughs> and I don't know, there was something about them kind of like knocking her down a peg because like you wrote in your notes, it's like, how could Kyle be prepared to like not have anything to do with her fashion line and just like show up? It's very she by Sheree and I can't believe <laughs> Kyle was like so out of it like and it, this is new york Fashion Week. this isn't Sheree's like it, it was crazy to see how little she was involved and i mean i think erica asked her <laughs> the most and i mean we're talking like business school before you even get it like pre-rec business classes 101 erica asked her how many looks do you have in your fashion show and she said, Sheeta, how many do we have? And she goes, 44. Look, and why does she know? And both of your names are on the board. Maybe it should just be Shane's name on the board. And you should be special guest sponsor or something like that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that was the most. And, and I know a zilch about fashion production. And I really wanted you to come on because the people uh, we have texted you have been trying to you've worked with talent and you've been <laughs> like this talent's taking forever to get out of the bathroom and they won't <laughs> like I have to make sure I get this done like you've been on the production side of it's something creative and Tracy like I was like I tweeted <laughs> before you ask unless you've ever worked on anything creative or anything organizational period no Tracy is not a bitch nor is she being unreasonable Tracy was all of us behind the scenes who was like, I can't believe after months and to be a fashion show producer, she's been working on this for months with Shahida, who was designing all these things. And this lady literally comes in with her camera crew and is like, look at me. I have a line. I don't know what any of these things are, but I want to get rid of all of them. And Tracy's like, <laughs> okay. Okay, all of, okay, okay. And then she shows up and goes, hey, I'm also adding like two more models. And it's like- <laughs> That's the thing that really pissed me off. I knew, I was, I texted you before and I was like, you're gonna be a little triggered. Like, I just mean like, when you create a line, like 44 looks, that means like, it's like cheesy to say, but there is like a story that's being told within a collection. Like it's supposed to flow a certain way. So when you're like, oh, we're adding three new models with outfits and they have to do it. It's like, oh, well, one, what outfit? Two, where's it going to fit? Like there's just like production stuff and like timing and getting all the girls in the right area and now adding her into hair and makeup. Like there's so many things that they didn't even notice or consider that like Kyle coming in and kind of storming in clearly when Tracy's like in the middle of a rehearsal too and she just comes in and like right. demands things she was it's like, doing <laughs> her job for the job <laughs> yes. that needed to be done the yes. same week and also like if you saw how many people were when they like panned out there was like 200 people there there's a good amount of people there so Tracy whoever she is is probably like I also don't want to embarrass myself in my career by fucking this up like it's her a lot check. of people this are there actual livelihood as a fact, yes. like, she's a producer of these things yes. and you're literally telling her it's like if we were expecting a Beverly Hills season to start yesterday and all of a sudden someone just ran up into production at Bravo and was like I would also really like for you to film this entire scene re-put Lisa Vanderpump back on the show and go to her house right now film it edit it and put it out for tomorrow and they're like are you high the show is done 
it is packaged. It's pretty. You just have to literally turn on your TV. And that's pretty much all. Even Dorit was telling Kyle, no, sweetie, you have way too many prints, like, one at a time. Like, you can't show nothing but patterns either. Like, unless that's your thing, unless it's the theme, like, there's supposed to be, like you just said, a story happening. And she was like, Kyle, you really don't, you don't know any of these shows, like, any of these looks. And I think Kyle says she takes pictures of nature and it just shows up on a sample. I'm like, that means you're not the designer at all. It's Shahida who's making this decision now. Yeah, no, Kyle has, like, no design. Like, she's actually, like, notoriously one of the worst-dressed housewives, so it's so funny that she just wore, like, like, what, those, like, little seven, eight years. And kimonos, like, all day yeah. long. And, and now like, bangs. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, I think she looks good with the bangs. I think, like, when she does, like, the half-up look with, oh, yeah, like, the really, little really bangs, really I thought she looked really beautiful. She doesn't like she it. Really Stick good. to acting, sweetie. Go back to Halloween Town, because but this even was not that, Like, Kyle, you don't need to dip your toe in everything. You're always, like, uh, like, everything that she starts always fails. Like, and it's so rude to say, like, stop trying so much, but, like, at a certain point, like, okay, you're gonna start another fashion line that's not gonna go anywhere, or you're gonna do another TV show that you're gonna half-ass. Like, when you half-ass everything, they all fall flat. Like, you have to give your, you have to give whatever you're doing your all. So it's like, are you gonna focus on being in the new Halloween reboot? Are you doing a new show about, like, the siblings in the real estate? Oh, like, you know, crazy plot line. (laughs) You haven't heard that one before in your family. Um, You know, so it's like, (laughs) what, can't you just focus on one thing and kind of just like put your efforts into that and then maybe you'll succeed a little bit but like this yeah fucking bullshit fashion line when Dorit Kemsley is being like oh my god the vo- this when is she's the voice of reason <laughs> Shahida was like thank you so much for being here like there was a moment where she was like thank you like no, Dorit seriously. like you caused like a little bit of order here which is Dorit insane. looked so d- discouraged and shocked that she really thought that what she was going to go do was something that would pretty much be mundane. Like, that it was everything was already done, that Kyle probably had already been a bunch of times. So she's like, why am I even going? Like, I'm going to your show in a couple of days. Like, what is the point of this? And she goes and realizes that she has to do the job with her and pretty much handhold her <laughs> because she's like, you have not seen your pieces and you're showing them and you want to get rid of them? They've been made. She's like, girl, there are thousands of samples literally right here. You can't just say you don't like them. That's not how that works. She's like, why is it the first time you're saying you don't like them? I'm about to put them out. I think Dorit was literally connecting the dots as Kyle talked. She was very confused. Like, I'm sorry. Wait, how little are you involved? She had no idea. And every time she thought Kyle was involved, it just kept depleting more and more and more. And she was just... I, I have seen many tweets of people saying, you know, fashion design majors everywhere and PR majors everywhere saying, you know, this was all my always my dream to have something shown in fashion in New York Fashion Week. And I actually have a friend from high school who is a fashion designer. She works at Pyre Moss now in New York, and she went to um, uh, Parsons School of Design, and she was like, I took the TV <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> Something told me you're not exaggerating. She took me a picture and, and she did in fact take it off the wall. The TV's not harm, but she was like, I cannot in good conscience allow this good to continue through my home. Okay? My like 400 square foot studio apartment in New York. I cannot allow this to continue. Blasphemy. Like, you always wanted it to be. Are you sure? Really? Yeah. 
And I felt so bad for all the people who go to New York just to try to make it as like a style influencer. And you have Kyle Richards telling you that she will do more in like a week than most people who just want to be pretty on Instagram can do in a year. And she just shows, and Paris Hilton's there, and 200 people, she has the best production, and I screamed when the assistant called her, and he was like, I don't know what you did, but places say have space between you two, but you pissed her off, and I was like, have space. <laughs> and what did she do when she gets there? She doesn't have space. She goes, my daughters are going to walk in the show. Like, oh. Tracy, my daughters walk. I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. And she looked at the ground, didn't she not? Oh, did God. she not? She like walked yeah. the ground as she walked. No, yeah. I mean, okay, the walking thing was wild. One, to read having the shoes that didn't fit her. Two, the fact that Teddy is pregnant, having to wear that outfit, those little heels, knowing that everybody's going to make fun of her for her walk, and Kyle like blatantly making mean jokes about her. And the walk, like, right before she's about to go on a runway with, like, all these flashing lights and cameras on her. It just felt, like, so mean, girl. And, like, unnecessary. Like, if my friend was pregnant and was, like, I mean, granted, Teddy probably didn't say no. Teddy's probably, like, I want to do anything you would ever invite me to. Like, I'll do anything ever. But I don't know. It just, like, felt bad where it's, like, everybody's, like, laughing at Teddy. It's, like, this is how she walks. It's just, like, how she looks. Like, what is yeah, it was. I, it just made me feel bad. She's not Ramona Singer. I, like that's a walk we talk about for decades to come. Like at least that will never die. Sold it to us, okay? Yes. Confident. <laughs> Teddy could not be confident if it literally paid her bills. Like she wouldn't do it. So that being said, we get to a point where, and this is jumping around a lot because this episode was actually really good, and we have Kyle doing what she can control, and that's telling everyone that Teddy's going to announce her announcement now <gasps> and oh. I was so disturbed I was like um no I don't like that don't tell me I can speak like it was the most you can go now and I'm like what is this like it's the most demeaning thing I've ever seen it was the epitome of Teddy being Kyle's lackey yeah it was definitely hard to see and also eye-opening to the kind of relationship where they have where you know, Kyle now is trying to play like the puppeteer. She's like, Vanderpump is gone. So now I'm the queen and you are my little minion. Just like, and I think you know, Vanderpump and Brandy were. So bad at it. Like, I think Kyle is oh, yeah. going to look great this year. That's how, that's what it happens. You know, when you kick one person off, then you like automatically get the target on your back. Like, and, I think and she's going to try to peg it on Denise. Oh, yeah. And I think we're going to see her it's going to look like there's a pattern here because then this is the second season in a row that we're getting rid of someone and, you know, they're never going to come back. And she said to Lisa Rinna at the very end in the little preview, I think that we're never going to see Denise Richards again. And her talking to Lisa about that, it really makes it seem like people, the fans were right. And they weren't just LVP stands that they were really like, you know, the main girl tried to run her off the show because she couldn't be controlled. And I'm like, you know, it seems like you're get you're gonna do it again right away. That seems dumb. <laughs> it's like but I know. I mean, I feel like she's she's drunk with power. You know, has to be. I, I just think that this one's definitely gonna backfire. If the first one went through, the second one won't. I will. <laughs> I am willing to put money down that Denise shows up to the reunion. I really, really do. I think oh, of course, is. I she absolutely I think, will. 
Yeah, I feel like she has no shame in her game. To Kyle, I've ever seen, and I'm going to be very, very excited for it. Backtracking a little bit, um, I would like to point out to people. People keep asking me this because I commented on one person's big, like one big person's post that yes, Denise was being very extra to the wait staff. I think y'all just didn't expect oh, yeah, that, that from her because it's Beverly Hills. They're all extra to somebody at some point. I think we didn't expect from Denise. I didn't think she was that mean about it or that rude about it. However, there is a difference between Reposado and Blanco. I'm sorry. I'm not saying she had to point it out right away. She could have at least sipped it first. I think that's what I would have done, even if I know the difference um, immediately, which I do. And people have asked me that. The Reposado does tend to be darker. It has a tendency to be darker, and Blanco has a tendency to be whiter, because Blanco means white. So it tends to be more clear, more distilled, kind of. And the brown, it, it makes it's. Blanco's was put in margaritas because it doesn't t- like tint the margarita. It doesn't look any darker. It looks beautiful, limey, all that stuff. But the reposado in a margarita, it packs a punch because it's oakier, it's vanilla-y, it's kind of sweeter. It's really good and smooth. And in a margarita, it really tastes good. So I was like, when she <laughs> you're like it, selling I like, me, <laughs> I could have one. I would love one right now. Damn it, all I have is Blanco in the house. Like, I was pissed. So <laughs> when she got it, I think even I would have like taken a sip and been like, mm, it's good, but can I just maybe like just get it? Can you just double check that it's reposado that they use? Because it just tastes a little bit light for me. I like mine a little bit stronger. I like to make it about me. My therapist says use I statements. So I'm just going to do that. Um, <laughs> do we need to get a new therapist? We told her to use I statements. Maybe we would not have had much of an issue, but just the one to get that out the way. There is a difference. You know, go by Blanco, though, if you are like a skinny mark girl by Bethany Frankel. That's yeah, you know, Maya. I do like a Casamigos, like Blanco. Yes. Basic bitch. I'm trying to be like that. Period. It's the best brand of tequila I've ever had in my life. And yes, I have tried all the big girls. I do not like Patron. (laughs) Casamigos is good. It's a little too expensive for my blood, but it's good. Um, I've tried all, you know, all the big girls and the little girls, like the real liquor from college days. Malagro is the smoothest liquor I've ever had in my entire life. It is, it goes down so smooth. I can get anyone to take shots of tequila with me. When they all, whenever I'm at force everyone to take one of them and I ask them if they have Malagro, A, the Latin, um, person or the Spanish speaking wait staff that is putting up with us. Always is impressed by that. <laughs> I mean, God bless them. I love all of you, like all amazing individuals for putting up with us. When I ask them if they have Milagro, they're always impressed with me. I will say that, first of all. Because it's not something I feel like you're going to give me like street cred now. Like, I'm going to go oh, and get yeah. like people a margarita always come with and they ask, like, I don't know, what is it, Don Pedro or something, or Don Julio? Oh, Don Julio, Don Julio, yeah. And, or Patron or 1800. Her- this one girl always tells me to get Heradura. Heradura. Okay, so go with the ones people recommend under the table. Because then that's when the, the <laughs> bartenders are like, okay. And I've always gotten a free shot after asking for it. But every time I've gotten people to try my lager, they always go and do another one with me. Even the non tequila drinkers. It's very smooth. So everyone get my lager. Reposado. <laughs> <laughs> but I, as much thing. as, like... I I like I love Denise, but I, I do think she was a little rude. I mean, like they used to be like, hey, I think I got a reposado, which is a little darker. But she was like, I feel like she was like a little much. And even like Erica okay. was like, what? Sure, huh? sure. 
I see your everybody's you know concern for Denise being rude and raised you Sutton. She oh, walked I mean. in and was literally like, what kind of third world hell if I just walked into there? And hell. <laughs> that is not a jab from me. That literally, I think Sutton thought she had hit the hood. Like she was in, she was like, everybody seemed real flashy and I dressed up. I didn't know this was a casual event. And I was like, oh, pretension. Yeah, no, she didn't get she didn't get the dress code memo for any of the right events. Like everyone, she like walked into the party later, and she's like, "Um, what is this a disco theme?" It's like, lady, I, what? The, like, who told you how to dress? Between <laughs> Fendi and Fenty, when she was like, "Who makes oh. that Fenty?" She goes, "Fendi, Fenty. I don't care if God himself came down and did a line with Tom Ford. I'm not buying it." I'm like, oh God. No, sweetie, this is not a collab. She has her own line, but she was like, no. I mean, we also, her, our introduction to her was at Dolce & Gabbana's mansion making her a couture outfit, but we know not one thing. We don't know what it's for. Well, I mean, like, just because you have a lot of money and access doesn't mean you have, like, taste, <laughs> and, like, she's the absolute definition of that. Like, And money she met a great friend buy you Serena, who was like, who cares if it's pretty or not? Just buy it, because they're rich, and it's designer. And I'm like, that is the opposite of how fashion works. That's not, oh my God. that would be fashion. Maybe it's fashion, and it's not style, at least, because that's not how that works. You can, people make mistakes, okay? Someone oh. make him Kardashian's couch dressed in 2016. I mean, okay, I'm I defend that dress. <laughs> like, I mean, that is fine. I don't think it was made for her. I mean, it was like I feel like it was such a like power move to do, and she's pregnant. She's already like so big. Oh, it was so a move, all like, right. It was definitely. And I liked her big. I just didn't like that pattern big too. I like <laughs> not it. Just it. An old couch. It looked like a or like a rug, like back like from the rugs you would get from like the um. At the actual furniture store. Like, not us going to Home Goods getting a rug, but like your mom takes you to like Ethan Allen and Ooh. works her way down. And it's like, let's go to the actual stores. And some, you know, very nice older woman with white hair and glasses on a rope comes to you and asks what you're looking for. That is the rug they wrapped Kim in. <laughs> like, it was high class, but I just would not want that rug in my living room. Anywho, um, <laughs> We have Sutton, who is no longer going to be full-time, but we have a lot of footage of her because she was signed and announced by Bravo to be full-time. I've gotten some intel that alleged, but allegedly her husband, her ex-husband or whatever, would not let her film the kids. So, you know, Bravo, you got to get knocked Mm -hmm. down a peg when you can't film inside the home or whatever. So... Unfortunately, we'll just get a lot of her as a friend of, but I'm actually okay with that. You're just going to give her the barbecue treatment, but we have a lot of her, so that's cool. I actually am excited to see how she works out with this crew. I think she's going to be the one that is both a snooze and the outsider at the same time. I feel like she has a big mouth. I feel like she won't shut up. Like I feel like she's going to be willing to like kind of say how she like what she feels and be she like a contrarian 2.5 seconds and i was really excited about <laughs> yeah that, that made too. me very happy that i'm like okay brutal. well she's i mean clearly she has good instincts if she clocked teddy within one minute of meeting her okay okay i like this chick everyone <laughs> and couldn't even insult teddy that is how unimpressed impressive teddy is 
<laughs> it was fantastic because she's too shiny and she's wearing a, you know, this. And Teddy's just wearing a black romper. And I was like, wow. And yes. she was. And you did us. <laughs> they panned to her and there's just like no music. It's just like her in that black romper. And it's like, a black romper is cute. Like if I would be like, oh, I'm wearing a black romper. But the way she said it with so much disdain, I was everyone like, everyone else was at least too flashy or too extra. And Teddy was, I think, trying to be that. And that's the sad part. Well, I think Teddy also has like that. body issues. So she's like, I have or, a little poochie. Sure. Like, so I'm going to wear a black thing to hide my, well, she also was, I don't think, Actually, no. By the fashion show, she was publicly pregnant. Because I remember I was talking about it on my show in yesteryear, whenever yeah, this was going. Yeah, I think she, well, she announced it then, too. I don't think she would have announced if she was less than a, like, at yeah. least two months. I totally. think that's what they tell you to do, to wait on it. Like, yeah. And I think that's what she did, you know, her. And to be honest, I think they were right to advise her to do so. Because with Teddy, I'm always concerned about her. I don't know why. But something about her just seems very fragile in all the boringness yeah. it just seems like she needs to be handheld and you know guided lightly towards where she needs to be um that that is not to be said about pretty much any other woman on this show most specifically my queen garcelle whom i did not know yes. i was going to stand a combination of impact between her and erica i think they have <laughs> the potential to take it all <laughs> like that is a duo that Kyle and Teddy wishes they were. Oh, completely. That's they... I think even LVP and Kyle wishes they were. I mean, they met and immediately there was just like lightning, like immediate friendship connection. And I was like, okay, cool. So this will be fun. Like, this will be fun to watch. And... and without even trying. And that's the energy that we like from Erica. And to see Garcelle also give us that energy of where she wasn't trying too hard, but she was interested. And she has one of those, in- like, those personalities where you feel like you know when she's interested mm-hmm. you know that it's it's not common for her to be super interested in you so but not <laughs> trying to be aloof like Dorit either like she was like I want to get to know these ladies but I also could give too <laughs> <laughs> yeah I she just like breezed her way on screen just like strutting through that hotel lobby and I'm like who is this phoenix like beautiful woman just like coming on screen and then talking about her accolades and i'm like finally she went down the list honey she's like (laughs) coming to america ever heard of it it's like um what (laughs) i think i'm gonna start a highlight on my page because i've been doing it sporadically but i've been deep diving into so many different 80s and 90s sitcoms because it's just fun and so I've been watching The Family Matters, The Full House, all that stuff. And every time I see Garcelle, I post her on stories and I go, found Garcelle. Like, just so you know, she's an actress, like a real one. <laughs> and she is a knockout in every single thing she's been in. And yes, guys, she's still working. Like, she's on a Netflix show that did well right now. It's currently wow. bingeable. And she's on another Netflix show <laughs> right now. And I was just like, oh, this girl's not playing with you hoes, okay? She said I'm an <laughs> actress, but I don't have to tell you that. She's not Heather DeBrow, okay? She has to remind you she's an actress. Turn on TV, literally. Just turn it on. <laughs> oh, I loved her. I'm sorry. I am such a fan. And I was so against the tokenism 
I knew oh. they only did it to bring me back in. I knew they only did it to bring a lot of people back in. And people, I have had so many apologetic whites in my DMs. Apologetic like, I am also very keen on what Bravo is doing right now. And they're like, it made it to me, girl. I have had so many different people. Like, uh, I have issue with how they just threw her up in here. I thought this was going to make it all okay. And I was like, you're right, me too. But we, and like, are we going to watch? Are we, we're going to watch. It's fine. And well, that's the thing. It's like everybody is like, are you going to watch? Are you going to watch? It's like, we're all fucking watching. Like, we're, we're watch. all watching. We all watch. We all watch. Whether you, even if you don't watch while it's like live and happening, like you watch the next day or two days later, it happens to be on and you see it. Like, you see it. Like, I feel like I always will end up seeing an episode of any like housewife show if I just like I think we'll watch at least to see if they're going to continue watching you know what I mean like just see if this was worth if there was anything different happening well yeah I like actively watch some shows and then I passively watch some shows and like I feel like that's how I have to kind of be at least for me like with these shows because I'm like okay Top Chef I can't be talking about this on my show too it's like certain things it's like wow looks like you people weren't watching it was apparently 1.348 million viewers in the 18 to 49 demo and that's live so Beverly Hills yeah that's great I mean they did a they did a lot of they did a lot of promo I can feel like I was seeing it like in the blogs the blogs were just heating up the last like month and a half of um, like Beverly Hills stuff. It's like, okay, we get it. Coming back, There's we been know. Some, we know. Uh, allegations that you know they even you know put up some basic bot twitters and stuff to kind of talk up and <laughs> yeah. counter the negative press. That we don't that's know. That's hilarious. I love the idea that that's that's thing, like Kyle Richards in for them. Yeah, for sure. Or her daughter's trying to show her how. Yeah, exactly. And this is lower than their season finale from last season. So some of y'all really did hold true, just like I am with Vanderbilt Bowls. So I respect <laughs> that. But at the same time, I'm telling you, if you need any convincing to get back in, I think the promise of Kyle likely getting a bad edit and not coming out of this on top is promising. I am very excited for how quickly they went that route. And uh, Dorit shading her in her confessionals Within the first 10 minutes, golden. I was like, oh, oh, we have something here. I am enjoying the way this is going. Yeah, she's going down and it's awesome. But you know what? There's a certain point where Bravo editors and producers need to hear what the fans are saying. And I think at this point, you know, they got LVP out. They, you know, got some fresh blood in and they're mixing it up. And that's a really good thing. And you could see the editing was a little snarkier. There was less kids. They you know, gave mainly the women. Control, all the women, they all get together the immediately. Edit. Yeah, like they're all together immediately, thrown together. There was no like filler scenes of like, oh, I'm Lisa Rinna working out. Oh, I goat yoga. Like there was none of that. There was no filler. And that's what made the episode right really down good. The business. You're right. You're right. It was right down to business. And we instantly were able to tell who we like, who we don't like. Mm-hmm. Lines are drawn. We could immediately see who's kind of over each other. Denise made some snide comment, like a really flippant comment about how she kind of wasn't eager to go to Kyle's show. And if oh, she wasn't yeah. it would have been fine. And I was like, ooh, okay. So now when no Kyle way. tries to start the smear campaign against her, it's going to be understandable that there was tension. So we're trying to get her out. 
And yes, everybody has always said Kyle needs a lot less control over the show, but I think that this is even better. This is kind of like literally stabbing her in the back with her own control. So, yeah, I think we should give it a try. I'm really, I'm curious to see where we go from here. I am so nervous about being wrong and it just all going downhill from here. But we haven't even had Brandy or Camellia and already I'm actually interested in where this goes. So, we'll see. I mean, they told us immediately Denise ain't filming no more. So, <laughs> we know that not much is going to happen like, how cool I mean, is that? <laughs> I know. Like, without it even being the preview, it was like, in December, Denise stopped filming with us. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they show us that she picks it back up before they wrap the season. That gives me promise. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. I was once very, very out. I sat on it and thought about it. And now I'm back in. And I'm curious to see where it goes. Something I'm not back in on at all is Vanderpump Rules, but you're Ugh. still hanging in there by a thread. Anything you want to communicate to the people? Because I um, is there? Can you yet convince me to come back? No, I mean okay. you're not missing much. <laughs> I'm like, well, we spend your time doing literally anything else. Um, uh, you know, they got married this past weekend in Vegas, and, you know, it's always, like, fun to watch Vanderpump Rules. Of course, I love watching it, and, you know, I love the old homies and, like, you know, Stassi and Sandoval teaming together to officiate the wedding, and, like, you know, that is fun, but it, it was kind of like a filler episode, I thought, and we got more of, like, on Instagram, they made it such a big deal when they were going to, like, it was, like, so late when they were going to Vegas and oh, Lisa yeah. did like the what was it like the um she's like the zip line across the city oh. and she was there and Rand was there that's how we knew Rand was gonna film and Vanderpump Garden and I was like oh they're going to Vegas fun yeah well that's it's like they go to Vegas every year like there's always a Vegas literally we met them yeah like did Jackson and did Tiffany while he was there <laughs> oh god yeah can you imagine like, see that would be like a hotel manager see that you know, would have been amazing if Kristen was really back on her bullshit so Kristen didn't get invited so that's another drama so she didn't get invited oh, and really upset up anyway Kristen should have gotten Tiffany to show up or something cause a riff or like one of the girls that Tom probably has slept with in the past few years that they've been married <laughs> like really done something to sabotage the moment if she really wanted to back in somehow weasel days. her way back in <laughs> so pretty much they just went to vegas didn't invite the, anyone that would have made it messy and got remarried yeah pretty much um max went and max ended up hooking up with huh. the manager at the vanderpump cocktail garden who is a mini Sheena they look exactly alike they have the same voice they do the same mannerisms it's, it's pretty weird so Max Max hooks up with her and then there's also like a new like romance kindling between Brett and Dana which is so creepy but like Brett has mm. like a creepy mommy issue uh, crush on Lisa Vanderpump and he mm-hmm. was like talking about like how sexy he finds her and he was like hitting on her in the last episode at the party he was like, I'd really make out with you right now, Lisa. I'd make out with you. Please, I'd make out with you. Which also, oh, like, no, is so... I'm uncomfortable. It was, it was too much. And also, just a sidebar on that, Lisa Vanderpump went to Dana's birthday party, like, at, like, a Rockin' Riley's in L.A., which, like, is probably, like, a dive bar. And Lisa Vanderpump is going to Dana's birthday party. 
when like, she used to how not far even, you like, have come fallen. to the hotel with yes. the kids. Remember she used to like upgrade their room or like send them flowers and it was yeah. because I can't party with my staff and now okay. Now she's she flying back from so bad. Send her back. She needs well, it. Even she now they're doing luck. like they're doing rich person scenes where it's like Lisa's like, I'm going shoe shopping with Ken. And it's like, okay, we don't need to see you two going shoe shopping. Like, we know you're rich. Like that's a Beverly Hills Housewives scene, not Vanderpump Rules. Like, I want to see someone, like, you know, plugging their hair straightener in and the microwave stop working because they can't afford to have both on at the same time. Like, that's <laughs> what I want to see. <laughs> like, that's what I want to see, not, you know, like, you know, Louboutins and fucking diamonds. <laughs> no, those are really, like, when they used to, like, go on auditions and, like, have to, like, oh my God. their CVs and their resumes and put on you know, use each other's foundation. Christine said, did you use my foundation? Like, it was a really, those were good days. I need to go back into that. It's, I announced that I'm doing a Southern Charm season one marathon on my birthday wow. um, next Friday because they're playing it all day. And I might do that and bring the pump rules on the Eve and Southern Charm on the day because that would be, oh yeah, I'm an Eve girl. My birthday Eve is like the best day. It's better than my birthday because all day I get excited about my birthday. <laughs> now that's how you make your birthday I'm gonna longer. start celebrating that. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely do that. Really, bring on the year. It's the best not? way. You start to drink. You start to like. You want to bring in your birthday, like the new year. And then at midnight, it's like it's a birthday. Like all day long, you get to have that. Versus on your birthday, you just count down the hours and say your birthday is no longer happening. So and that's more like depressing. 364 more days. <laughs> exactly. Like I really enjoy the eve. So we should all take part in this countdown with me for my birthday <laughs> um <laughs> literally this is the best place the most narcissistic place to stop my podcast where I thought all of you <laughs> would be so interested to listen to me talk way too much about absolutely nothing thank you Megan so much for coming on you were the the highlight of it I go so long with you and people that I that's literally how people I know. know. I feel like we've been talking for like three hours. Because I, when you we're actually two talk hours. back, yeah, yeah, like you talk back to me, and you have good things to say. Well, yeah, no, I mean that's like at least at this point, I'm like a year and a half into my show, and like I'm incredibly selective with guests at this point because if I even feel like a twinge of being uncomfortable. I'm, like, completely off my game. I'm, like, oh, my God. Listeners are going to know I'm uncomfortable. This is going to be weird. I get, like, way too in my head if, like, the guest is, like, a dud. Because you never know. You never know right. when you jump on the call. It's, like, you're hilarious on Twitter. Never but then it's, like. And then you're not. And that's why you're a writer, me, like, not a podcaster. <laughs> right. And you can always, like, hear me overly jumping. I'm, like, you know. And I pause. <laughs> and they're, like, I'm, like, and because of this, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, we're not on the actual telephone. You need to say something. Like, I can't yes, see you. Show. I can't. Like, see you. You're supposed to also watch the shows and talk to me about the shows. So oh, I, it's just sorry, I'm so juicy. I hold her way too long. I'm gonna spend the next four minutes after I get off of this vehemently apologizing for how long this. Oh my god, are me. you kidding? Honestly, I'm glad Please because I have. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you have what? No, I was like, I have like a ton of cookies I was gonna eat after this. So now I'm like so excited. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the light at the end of the tunnel. And, 
Watch that Shaz date oh, scene. I, know. I literally have Wait. it open on my computer curtain. <laughs> to, you will literally be like, and then immediately like let me know and be you like, this do. was not good. They should have <laughs> never showed us this. Oh my God. Please let everyone know where they can find your show for if they're just so over how juicy my episodes are and just want people to cut to the chase, but also have a great time and not so much talk about the TV shows. Talk about the other fun stuff. Well, okay, one, don't not listen to this show and listen to mine. Listen to Monty's first. But my show comes out on Monday and Thursdays. So Mondays are news episodes. And then probably for the next, like, eight weeks, I'm doing an insane Real Housewives of DC deep dive. And the first episode actually came out this past week, which is part oh one. God. And I so it's, it's, it's a really, truly a labor of love. I've been working on this for, like, about a month now. And I've, like read Circus Alahi. I've like read all these lawsuits. I'm doing like a really insane obsessive project where we recap the whole show and then do like a full interrogation of like Tarek and Mikhail specifically and then we talk about like a state dinner and all of like legal stuff that went oh on my God, after I that. Love <laughs> that so much. <laughs> my mom my, I told you my mom used to work for Homeland Security. Oh my God. They <laughs> so pretty much like, shut that down like shut her down says it's still very talked about amongst the office like I mean whatever happened that night was like unprecedented and the fact that they really didn't have any consequences is really really insane to me and I've found it really fascinating and also she's like now married to like the drummer in the fucking band journey and so like it's just hilarious like where okay. things have ended up for her so, night, so check everybody. that out <laughs> yeah <laughs> please definitely go watch and check that out because that's a really good reason to get into that show i would highly recommend um tell everyone where they can follow you find you get more in- insight on all the episodes and stuff that you're going to be giving us so you can just follow my podcast wherever you hear listen like or listen to things bravo happy hour and then follow me at bravo happy hour on instagram i post a shit ton of posts and it's fun but don't be a dick in the comments because people have no self-control like i really it's like i feel like i'm like a pta mom like constantly watching the comments being like oh my god i have to like claw people off of each other for like disagreeing over you know a tweet it's absolutely crazy and it's like oh savages I gotta go I don't have time even though I have all the time in the world you have time to listen to this and go listen to Megan so do that every week and you can catch me of course everywhere that you do your Bravo watching um, podcasts and stuff your true crime podcasts follow me on and subscribe to all those things and of course follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mixing with Money M-I-X-I-N-G W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I stay safe Stay healthy and please stay home. We are. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M I X I N G W I T H M A N I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.